y'all. It's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because today I'm over at our original store over at Knox and Central, store number one, and I have the privilege of visiting with Master Sergeant Steve Turnbull. Steve was in the United is an active duty with the United States Army. He's a Ranger and ROTC instructor and a senior military science instructor at James Madison University. He's been in the Army for 19 and a half years, so he's just six months away from retirement. He is also our newest Dickies owner in Pasadena, Maryland. Thanks so much for joining me today, Steve. Thank you, ma'am. Well, so for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be where you are now. Uh, okay, so uh, I... Uh, enlisted in the army in 2002. Uh, I was in the delayed entry program for a year before that. So during September 11th, but didn't shy away from it. You know, I knew it was coming. Uh, and so again, went to basic training, you know, like everybody else, uh, airborne school, you know, uh, didn't make it through rip. Um, and that's how I ended up in Korea. So that was okay, the Okay, so for people who don't know what RIP is. Right, that was, so that's the Ranger Indoctrination Program. And now they call it something different now. Gotcha. Uh, now it's the Ranger Orientation Program, but it's for Ranger Regiment. Uh, so I ended up in Korea for my, my first assignment, uh, which was pretty wild because I literally landed in Korea on my 19th birthday. So you're 19 years I'm 19 old, you just old. landed in Korea. I'm in a foreign you're, country. You're basically just out of basic training. I, I was a, a baby from Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't even exposed to all the bad stuff the army had to offer. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a pretty exciting uh, assignment. You know, I get to watch the, uh, well, they don't raise or lower it, but the uh, North Korean flag on the DMZ mm-hmm. for, uh, there for a year and a half i extended actually i you know mainly i was really enjoying korea as a 19 year old kid (laughs) and i didn't want to go to iraq uh so so, uh, my buddy and i we extended to stay over there for an additional year um and then we ended up deploying to iraq from korea uh and then uh, that's where i was actually uh wounded my first deployment uh got there you know, mid-August, and I was out of there September 10th. So I got to watch the September 11th memorial from the hospital as they pulled shrapnel out of my neck. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's a whole lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But that was fun. And so uh, I I, uh, recovered in Colorado because that's where we were going from Korea to Iraq to Colorado. And then I ended up, I was the only person to actually return to duty. Uh, back then, you know, people got injured, you know, to whatever degree, got sent. Uh, but I was the only one that actually really wanted to get back. So I ended up going back to Iraq, uh, you know, joining up with my, my platoon and finishing out the rest of that deployment. And now I can fast forward because then I went uh, from Iraq to Korea, which is where we were stationed. Okay, so we went back to Korea. Yep. Okay. No, 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 not back to Korea. Okay. So did I say Korea? Yes. Sorry. Okay. No. no okay. Iraq to Colorado. Okay. And then back to Iraq, and then back to Colorado, and then to Afghanistan, and then back to Colorado, and then to Afghanistan, and then back to Colorado. So this is basically kind of like year on, year off. You know, like this is a, like a standard deployment cycle. It's not worth explaining in too much depth, but just back and forth. So I did four deployments. Uh, and so you got finally, a whole lot of like frequent fly, U.S. Army frequent flyer miles, right? That right. are redeemable for absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, got absolutely. It. Okay, got it. Yeah. So uh, after my fourth deployment. Uh, 
that's when, and again, I did this to myself because on, you know, my second deployment in Iraq is when they were like, Hey, you're going to go be a drill sergeant. And I was like, Hey, I really don't want to do that. You know, I'm, I've always wanted to just be a ground pounder and like, I don't want to, I never wanted to be an instructor or any of that recruiting nonsense. Well, they saw something in you. No, no, no. They, so no, they tried. So, <laughs> uh, I was in Iraq and, and I reenlisted for what's called stabilization so I could stay at Fort Carson. So they couldn't make me go to drill sergeant school. So that's why I never did drill or recruiting. So it, fast forward to, oh man, I think it was like 2012. It was, uh, uh, that's when they finally got me and they made me uh, go be an RI. So I went to ranger school somewhere in between one of those deployments uh, back in like 06. And so uh, then 2013, I, I went to Georgia to be a, a ranger instructor in the mountains. But again, I never really wanted to be much of an instructor. Uh, so I volunteered to go to language school, learn Italian, and then do the exchange program with the Italian Ranger Regiment. Well, and you spent, you said you spent two years, two years in, in, yeah. in Italy, which doesn't sound like a punishment. For me, it wasn't. I had a blast. <laughs> My wife did not enjoy uh, uh, the house I found. Because oh. we had like this beautiful house with an amazing view, with absolutely no uh, internet and no cable so it was your two years off the grid in italy oh it was absolutely off the grid yeah well, that, but, I mean, that's that's a pretty neat experience to to get to to do that in italy it was fantastic and and you know it this is uh probably the best part of the story is uh you know bless all their hearts the italians aren't very good at barbecuing <laughs> and if they're, any great, of them, they're great at pasta they're great at wine they're absolutely. great at truffles barbecue is probably not their jam yeah and so the, <laughs> the best part is so over there, barbecue in Italy just means uh, basically slow grilling meat. They don't sauce uh, for Europeans or at least Italians. It's the meat is supposed to be such good quality mm -hmm. that that's all you need to taste is meat and the char. And I'm like, yeah, but we have sauce and it's amazing. <laughs> and, I, and having seen what is in their uh, supermarkets over there for barbecue sauce, mm -hmm. I understand why they don't put any on. It's horrible. Uh, so I'd go to like the base over there to Vincenza and I would take my buddy Marcello and, uh, and uh, we'd get maple syrup because they can't get maple syrup over there. Okay. So I'd give maple syrup. Very American. Easy cheese. Okay. <laughs> Chicken and a biscuit and sweet baby rays. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every, every uh, and so you taught them about barbecue sauce and how good it could actually be I left over my little uh, smoke canyon uh, propane smoker over there my buddy Marcello stuck an entire hog in that thing my I didn't goodness. actually te teach him any of that <laughs> oh and it's uh, amazing so you're teaching rangers and you're teaching barbecue teaching barbecue and spreading yeah, so, barbecue so, the, so people always, people always hear about army rangers and you know this elite force talk to me about what makes rangers different and kind of how this is this is really kind of an elite part of the army oh well uh besides being completely nuts uh yeah there's the absolute you know uh uh, never quit, never, you know, never say die attitude. I mean, like, you know, uh, the Ranger Creed basically says it all. You're going to give 110% and then some, you know, you never quit, never leave uh, a fallen comrade. So everything about like their, their creed, their mentality, you know, is just 
absolutely like it's whatever it takes to get the job done and accomplish you know accomplish the mission so so was that what drew you to a career in the military you kind of saw that and said that's what i want to do or was it something different yeah so uh, not necessarily like i wasn't I, I was definitely drawn to the infantry i always wanted to be cool you know my grandpa was a, a marine like forever ago but not for like a long time and i should point out we're actually having this interview on veterans day which yeah. is such a cool thing getting to visit with steve about your experiences on veterans day and thank you for your service it, oh, it really yes. is such a remarkable thing that you're, you're sharing your story and um you know really given two two decades uh for, for the country yeah yeah it's Time flies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds it sounds like military was it was in the family and it was a family tradition for you. Uh, not necessarily. Well, you no. said your grandfather was. He, I mean, he did a short stint in the Marine Reserves. I don't know. I just grew up always wanting to had build obstacle courses out of the haystack and, <laughs> uh, and forts. Doing, doing parkour before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's. You know, I've been wearing camouflage since I was seven. I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to do this. You <laughs> okay, know. so, so what, what is the best part? What, what is the best part of, of being in the Army? So, and again, I had to think about it. But, uh, or, you know, if I was younger, I would say getting to shoot a whole bunch of different guns and bombs and explosives and demolition. Uh, all that stuff, but honestly, uh, as an adult, <laughs> <laughs> not that not that nineteen year old kid who just got dropped in the middle of Korea. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. That was fun. Uh, no, so the best part is the fact that I, I before I before I even came down here to to be uh, be you, I literally jumped on Facebook and I was like, hey, how many how many buddies do I have in Texas? You know, and they're over in Dallas, Fort Worth, or Fort Worth. And uh, a couple of them are at the Sergeant Major Academy now. So, you know, I was like, oh, you know, but not close enough where I'm going to go visit or anything. But, uh, you, you know, it's the, the camaraderie, the brotherhood. You know, I can literally find friends. I can find a couch to sleep on in any state uh, and a cold beer waiting for me. You know, I've got friends everywhere. And that's what I really like, you know, uh, is, is just that, that sense of, of family. You know, again... I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what anybody I knew back in high school was doing, but uh, my very first buddy, you know, in Korea when I got over there, I know exactly what he's doing up in Kansas right now. That's uh, remarkable. So you know, you really actually keep keep in touch, and, and even if you don't, you can pick it up. You know, pick up a conversation you were having like ten years ago. That, that's a really nice thing. Now, I want to ask you the worst thing because you said, I mean, you had a, we're picking shrapnel out of your neck. So that sounds probably like the worst part. Well, no, that wasn't even that bad. Um, for me, at least. Just because it, it clipped the nerve, so I didn't actually, like, didn't actually really hurt. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, it, it, okay. That yeah. Sounds bad, but okay. I think it was probably worse. I'll for take your word for it. Yeah. It was worse for my mom cause, just because I was playing jokes. You know, I was, I'm a joker. Like, so, you know, when I actually got hurt, before the army i even called her because i went through surgery i was fine i woke up and, you know I, I knew i was going to be okay so the first thing i did was like i wanted to make sure my mom knew i was okay because again i was 19 mm -hmm. um and so maybe 20. So that's got to be a hard phone call to make well so that's and then again you know it's the defense mechanisms like a, i use humor you know, everybody in the army, sar sarcasm or humor, who knows? Uh, but it, yeah, my joke was, you know, hey, mom, guess what? I want an all-expense-paid trip to Germany. And she was like, oh, how'd you do that? And I was like, I got blown up. 
I put an expletive in there, but I took it out. <laughs> I appreciate and, it. Yeah, I mean, we, can, we can edit, but yeah, we don't podcast. have to. Thanks. But yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I got blown up. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave her a, like a small heart attack. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Again, I thought it was pretty funny, so. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so what do you find to be the most misunderstood thing about the military? Ooh, the most misunderstood. Oh. Hmm. oh well, anybody who's in the military that's, li- that's listening to this will know exactly is uh, most misunderstood is that uh, you know everybody. <laughs> I know a guy in the Navy. Do you know him? No. Yeah. Hey, my my cousin, you know, twice removed, was in the Army for a year and a half. I bet you know him, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's 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 small and it's big all at the same time. All right. Yeah. Well, and so now you're an instructor over at James Madison, and I imagine your wife prefers that as opposed to when you're actively deployed and, and things like that. She's a little less worried about you going to work. Yeah. Probably. So so talk to me about kind of the career shift and kind of how that worked for you and what you're loving about it and what you're missing. Yeah. Well, so the best part, and, and again, it's kind of funny, so I'll tell you. Uh, originally, uh, after I finished up my time, I was at Fort Stewart as a first sergeant. I came down on orders to go to uh, Fort Irwin. And anybody listening knows that's in the middle of the desert in California, uh, near nothing. It's, Sounds lovely. We call it the sandbox. It's just a giant desert training area. And if I was assigned there, I would be just driving around a Humvee all day, watching other people train, and then kind of critiquing, giving pointers, letting them critique themselves. Mm-hmm. An absolutely horrible job. Uh, so I called my branch manager, I called the army, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, my wife's going to Maryland, like, you're going to send me to California, it's not really going to be very helpful, you know, it's like she's... Our plan was for her to go to Maryland and start her career, mm-hmm. you know, as I start one up as I'm winding one down. Gotcha. Um, and that's so that's that's why when I called, I was like, hey, could you get me anywhere closer to Maryland? And uh, the guy who was supposed to go to James Madison didn't check his email <laughs> because you have to write back and say, yes, I will take this assignment. So they were like, if you email us right now you can go to james madison and before i even hung up i was already sending that email so the moral of the story is check your email the moral of the story is that guy probably went to fort irwin <laughs> <laughs> and i don't feel bad about it oh well and also check your email and check your uh, email. and check your email that yeah. makes sense but, <laughs> so so what would you tell someone who was interested in following in your footsteps and was joining the military and you know going through ranger school and doing all these things well uh Make sure it's exactly what you want. I mean, the military is great. And especially, I've had a lot of discussions lately about the the new retirement system, the blended retirement system, which is a better system for the newer generations, people who don't want to do a 20-year career in the military. Because that's the way, when I came in, it was 20 years to get a pension. They're going to get 20 out of you. So now they can do however many years they really want, buy into their their retirement, their 401k, and then leave with something mm-hmm. and go, you know, because again, we live in a very fast paced, you know, culture where people don't want to commit 20 years of their life to one thing. So, uh, you know, the, and again, that's, that's a good, the army's forward thinking, the military actually, it's, it's everybody. So it's, it's a good system. Uh, lets people 
at least put in and get back without having to fully commit. Uh, like I said, I, I, I wanted to do this since I was seven. I already knew, I mean, I knew exactly what I was doing and, and for how long. Uh, never shied away from it, you know, even after getting hurt, uh, you know, after, you know, like I said, watching, you know, friends get injured or killed, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the, the part of the job. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, if it's what you want, it, you know, uh, okay, best advice. If you're not really sure, just do it for a couple of years. You know, I did it for, my very first enlistment was six years because okay. I knew what I was doing. No worries. But anybody who's thinking, like, ah, this sounds really cool, do it for two. Okay. You can always add more. Do it for two. And then go from there. That sounds like good advice. Yeah, I, I think that sounds like a good one, especially you talk about kind of the different retirement plans. That's what, I, I, that's that's what I would tell anybody who is like isn't like one hundred percent like I want to do this forever. You know? Well, so is, is there an experience or two that you've had, kind of whether either when you were deployed or whatever kind of your time, that, that really maybe touched your heart, and then another, another one that really maybe changed how you do things? I don't know about anything. Anything like necessarily like really touching my heart uh the only thing i could think of is, again you know being young and naive uh, on my first deployment i really in my head you know like every dumb kid i really thought we were going over to iraq to like i don't know help the people dig wells whatever i really pictured i was like i thought i was gonna have a shovel and dig a well i've never dug a well in my life you know who knows i thought that was, that's what i was gonna do and, and uh yeah sure enough you know again uh, the unit we replaced you know they they were over there and so the, the people you know uh, the iraqis they they like seeing a new unit coming because they're hoping things will change you know again you, know, you can only be there for so long before you're gonna Take everybody off. Right. So, yeah, I think so you, good, you, you, right? clean, you cleaned it up. That was really good. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's funny. So, you know, we drive up and down the, the streets, kind of patrolling. And, uh, you know, every, back then, you, know, you throw candy and kids enjoy it. And, like, then you're like, okay, don't throw candy because, you know, you're just kind of drawing them out there. It's, it's dangerous. And uh, I used to just wave at all the kids. And this is a horrible story, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just wave at all the all the kids as I drive by. Because I was a gunner. I was up on uh, mm -hmm. my 50 cal or Mark 19 or whatever. On top, you know, up on the... Home. The one they all see. And they're like, sure, hey, sure. that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm the guy. Like, yeah. yeah. So I'm the guy up there waving at everybody, you know, but keeping an eye out. Uh, and so we're driving by. And, and I just remember, I mean, there's like this little, little girl on the side of the road, three, four years old. And I like wave. And, and <laughs> I don't know where she sticks her hand out and just gives me a big thumbs down. I'm like, oh, you little brat. <laughs> so, so, like getting a thumbs down from a three-year-old who really... Uh, Kick you to make you question your, your choices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's one of the most standout. I was like, uh, I'll always remember getting a thumbs down like a little kid. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not here to dig wells, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah.
right. So the little girl definitely changed your life when she uh, gave you a thumbs down there. But can you tell me kind of two or three people who, who really have made a difference for you in your life and help them get where you are now? Uh, so number one, like, I mean, like we talked about earlier, would, would have been my grandpa, you know, um, again, I don't know why. He didn't really serve a lot, you know, he did like, I think four years in the Marine Reserves, but I don't know, something, something about it. And honestly, uh, if I, again, no, no single one person, but growing up and even as a, as a young adult, a young soldier, every single veteran I ever talked to that got out of the military, Almost all of them are like, I wish I would have stayed. And that's always kind of kept me going. You know, it's always that I wish I would have stayed. There's always that little bit of regret, you know, from, and again, who knows what their choices were, but it, it's just a common theme. And it's one I picked up on early. And are you so, worried that's going to happen to you in six months when you absolutely retire? not no <laughs> no i'm i'm actually uh i wish i would have been a little and, and again it's not that i couldn't be successful and keep going in the military uh but i you know again i, I love the army I promise um but i don't want to do another six years to put on you know uh sergeant major uh star like becoming like a command star major mm -hmm. and i mean that's kind of the other than just moving up in responsibility and, and position but that's kind of like the the pinnacle you know that like that's as high as you go in the enlisted world mm -hmm. like you know so yeah of course i i would have enjoyed it but at the same time that's that's a five to six year commitment sure and i really uh uh i've been very fortunate you even after getting you know uh wounded uh, i didn't i've never broken a bone um, knock on wood here yeah, yeah I never, <laughs> uh, i've been very uh fortunate physically mm -hmm. the army the military any any branch will put a lot of stress on on the body mm -hmm. um, i don't have like back problems you know uh I mean, standard ones like lower back. You know, <laughs> I start to feel my. It's all just we're getting older. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. But you know, <laughs> I've, I've been very fortunate, and so I'm. I'm. I don't really want to push my luck as I'm getting older. Uh, I, I right now I do PT with college kids, and they run like jackrabbits. I can okay. easily outbench them all, but they run like crazy, <laughs> and I just don't keep up like I used to. That's all right. So, yeah. That's all right. So you've had this this wonderfully successful, and it sounds like a really fulfilling career uh, for, for the better part of 20 years. And now you're going to be one of our newest Stickies owners. Right. Talk, talk, talk to me about that new chapter. Yeah. So uh, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like I, I grew up barbecuing, you know, again, I'm from the sticks in Idaho. <laughs> Love barbecue. And, I, and I took just, it. just putting a bar, putting, putting a hamburger or a hot dog on the grill is not a barbecue. No, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No, no. Was, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, if it, doesn't take, cookout, if but... it doesn't take four to eight hours to cook. It's not really barbecue. <laughs> You know, I love a good jalapeno cheddar brat, but you know, uh, and again, the Dickies ones, I've, I've never tried them. I, I'm used to the, the supermarket, like Johnsonville ones uh -huh. and, they're, and they're good. And then I like, I had the jalapeno cheddar ones we have. 
oh my god those are amazing and have you gotten to try some of the other flavors i tried the french onion and i need the beer cheese but I know, I know people. We can hook you up. I got yeah. you. Yeah. And, and well, I got to tell you, one of my favorites, we've got the bacon mac and cheese. That's... See, I've never... They put I'm, mac and cheese in a sausage. I need that What's one, not too. To like? I need all of them. <laughs> all yeah. the sausages. Good news, we can help you out. Just visit barbecueathome.com. Promo right. <laughs> for them. <laughs> um, so I, I've got to, you know, we always turn it kind of around to Dickie's at the end. So I've got to ask your favorite Dickie's meat and your favorite Dickie's side. Ooh, like I said, I love barbecue. Everything about it. Um, hmm, favorite meat. Like I said, I would plug the the jalapeno cheddars because they're good, but uh, I have to say the the pork burn ins. Oh, those are a really good and, choice, especially when they're sauced. Oh, yeah, they like well, they're always soft, but just it, that, that sweet they're sauce. Delicious. They kind of melt in your mouth. They're, oh, they're extra delicious. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Right. right, and favorite side. Hmm. Just a traditional mac and cheese, you know. But I haven't tried the brisket mac and cheese. I I saw it. Oh yeah, brisket mac stack. That's the way to go. Make mm. it make it extra fancy. Be a little right. extra. You yeah. can even throw some pork burn ends on there. Mm. You never know. You're you're your own pit master now, so right. you can do whatever you want on that. It'll be your new local favorite there in uh, in Maryland. All right. So at the end, I always go into the lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices and you're going to give me your favorite. Okay. All right. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Oh, jalapeno every day. Sweet or unsweet tea? Sweet. I love this. Probably with a couple extra packets of sugar in there. He's clearly from Virginia. I, you know, lives in Virginia now. I like that. All right. Chopped brisket or sliced brisket? Oh, sliced. Sauce or no sauce? Sauce. Like all over? Yeah, I like a messy. Oh, okay, yeah, mm. my sauce is a condiment kind of gal, but all right, we'll mm. let it slide. Okay, brisket or pulled pork? Hmm, brisket. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Ribs. All right, well, <laughs> thank you so much. He was like that, obviously, yeah, obviously, that's not a question. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. Yo, my guest today has been Master Sergeant Steve Turnboo, uh, who's given almost 20 years with the United States Army and is the newest Dickies owner in Pasadena, Maryland. Thanks so much for joining me today, Steve. All right, thank you, ma'am. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.